Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Desire the Fire podcast. Um, once again, my name is DP. My name is Chandler. <laughs> uh, I think we've got an artificial intelligent being. Uh, in, in I am intelligent. Artificially. No. <laughs> Just kidding. Man, um, it's been a long time. Yeah, dude. There's a lot that's happened since our last episode. Which is probably not How long thing. has it been since our last episode? You know, we recorded... Legit, we recorded in uh, December, I believe. Are you serious? Like right before New Year's Day. No way. Yeah, I was I was listening to the last episode again, and it's been a while. <laughs> Holy moly! So, it's been like half a year. Our apologies. No, no, to you know what? We did try what? to record. All right, but it didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't work. Because I didn't know the difference between a USB 2.0 and a 3.0. What? What's the difference? I don't know. Uh, one is blue. <laughs> And one's not. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm okay, gonna so die. Legit, here, the problem was, uh, problem was, I thought I my computer didn't have a 3.0, so I, I naturally assumed that the best looking one on my thing was gonna be a 2.0. But my computer was better than I thought. <laughs> I give it, I didn't give it enough credit. Yeah, you didn't get enough credit for show. Yeah, but uh, no, we're we're back on track. Everything's going good. Um, we're doing this remotely, which is kind of cool. We're in a different studio today. Two different studios. If you can even call it that, mine's a thousand dollar apartment. Mine's also a thousand dollar apartment. Oh, so hey, dude, we two thousand dollars. Oh, hey, that sounds legit. That's like a house. Yeah, it is. <laughs> a very cheap house. If you uh, put ours on top of each other, then it'd be a two story apartment house. Oh man, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, but uh, we're doing. This is our first remote broadcast podcast. Does that make sense? Sure. Uh, yeah, but it's cool because we always wanted to try something like this, and it's yeah. happening. And uh, we'll probably give, get you guys a lot more episodes. This way, yeah, for sure, because now it gets to our schedule a lot better, too. But then again, um, you're going to be gone for like six weeks, so. But we we uh, we can work on, <coughs> we can work around that, too, now, you know, with the modern day well, we're, we're actually gonna try to do that yeah. yes yes sir so we will be desiring the fire yes <laughs> on demand <laughs> it just makes it sound cooler than we actually are <laughs> no but uh so uh chandler you're feeling a little under the weather right i'm i'm feeling a little sick so my voice is gonna be a little bit crazy actually it sounds perfectly fine to me right now <laughs> just kidding i uh, no, but on the reels uh why are you sick chandler I'm I'm sick because these tiny little creatures came inside me and took over my body and they're attacking me and my body's trying to fight it back. Okay, not quite what I was asking, but I guess <laughs> that is an answer. Uh, I kind of had that coming to me. No, but uh, our guest last time around uh, and yourself took a long trip together, right? Yeah, we had vacation. I hadn't had vacation actually since uh, the beginning of the year and we took two weeks off, took our parents to... Um, parents family to hawaii and we hawaii. jetted out to disney world after yeah and uh when you guys party you all know how to party hard <laughs> seriously we're not i don't think we're gonna we're not gonna do it like that again you know but i feel like your wife really brings out a different side of who you are i i agree and i i believe your wife as well oh well Hopefully it's all for the better, but you know, like, what does that <laughs> mean? You know, uh, funny thing is, like, she and I are both uh, blood type B, and 
you know how the whole like Asian culture has like personalities linked to the kind of blood type. It's we are? so wrong that blood type thing. That means that the whole world has four personalities. <laughs> Variations of those four, pretty much. Yes. It doesn't make any sense at all to me. Well, I mean, you don't do it for logic, but I mean, we are going to go into personality types today, so I guess this is a good uh, kickstart for that discussion, huh? Hey, but yeah. on the real, um, one of the things I noticed is uh, when when your wife is around, you act very differently on the show. I don't know if you caught that, but like last time, it felt like... <laughs> are you calling me out, yeah, bro? Dude, you're, you're not the same. Why are you guy. calling me out, bro? You know how like people change when, when their girls are around and stuff, and then like... They tr- they act a little bit more civilized. No, they, like when you're dating and stuff, you try to act all hard and you got something to prove. So, well, that's that's you, no, man, Mister Raider fan. <laughs> I'm Raider fan eight eight nine two. What the heck is eight nine two? I don't know. Because Raider fan was taken, oh. you got to add those numbers. Like those AOL screen names where you just yeah, when we were first figuring out what screen names were and stuff like that. Pai Pai Gooey. I don't know what that means. It's, it's just very gooey. Goo, pie pie gooey, fast gooey. Oh <laughs> Sounds weird. Anyway, um, well, I I guess uh, like last time you were just messing around and stuff, man. I couldn't even talk to you seriously at all. You just oh, so I was messing around more when yeah, Dina's dude, around. I can have a serious conversation with you at all. I can mess around right now if you want me to. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought that up. What does that mean? Does that mean that I'm? I don't know. I, I I guess people think that I'm more serious when Dean's no, around. No, so here's the thing. You had this. Your face had this. Like, oh, I'm gonna troll <laughs> deep Daniel Pick today. Oh, like, I, I'm gonna troll. What Daniel am I gonna? Pick yeah, today. you know that little smirk you put on before you're about to do something. <laughs> Did you know? When I was looking at you, I'm like, oh gosh, this is gonna be tough to record through today. Oh my gosh, dude. Okay, so you. I love trolling you. Yes, you do. It's one of the joys of my life. <laughs> Could you just could you just shout me out every time you do announcements, and then I wouldn't troll you if you did that. Oh, glory to God! Just in the very very beginning. No, glory to God! This is announcements, man. <laughs> Let's not don't bring the Jesus card into this. Before anybody anything starts, like act like you're mic checking is like shout out Chandler, and then that's it. You just go on with your life. <laughs> that's all you have to do. That's all I'm asking for. And if I hear that. Then we're all clear, and I can't troll you because I got my my shout out. I'm just sad that you don't think God is incorporated in in such a vital part of my work. <laughs> Nonsense! <laughs> oh my gosh! That stuff goes on the Why? internet, bro. Come stop. on! No, stop trying to guilt trip me right now. <laughs> right. I'm not trying to steal God's glory, Daniel. <laughs> uh, okay, let's stop trolling each other. <laughs> I need that was my that okay. Was my so quick revenge. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Obviously, obviously, all right. So we got we got we got different personalities, and we're we are both different personalities in this. Um, do you like personality tests, Daniel? I hate being defined by it, but I like knowing more about myself. If that makes sense. You what? What is it? Well, say that again one more like, time. So I hate being defined by the, by the personality that I am. So let's say you, you go around and like like I was saying earlier, you hate being categorized. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I feel I feel exact. That's exactly what I wanted to say. But at the same time, it kind of starts to reveal. It's like a mirror to who you are. You can't too, give you know? in. You can't give in. No, but then like, you're it giving gives you an in. idea of who you are. No? You're giving in. Oh my gosh, I'm selling myself out right now. Yes. <laughs> You're allowing yourself to be categorized. You have to kill it forever. 
Hey, but on the, in all fairness, when we were talking about this uh, personality thing before, you already knew what your personality type was. Shut the front door. <laughs> okay, I'll be right back. I'm <laughs> dying. Yes, so Chandler needs a vacation from his vacation. Yeah, I'm, I'm back at work. <laughs> right, right now? You're at work? No, this week I'm back at work. And my schedule's actually, I work from 6 to 3, so I have to wake up at 4.30 in order to get to L.A., Dude, it's like you're going to his heavy cubicle, but you're not. Yeah, but it's cool because I get out when school gets out around three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. pretty cool, I guess. And then you could just play the rest of the afternoon before you have to go to sleep. Yeah, and sleep like a good boy at nine o'clock, eight <laughs> o'clock. Do you know that back when I was uh, in elementary school, <coughs> I had to sleep before the Simpsons was on, and Simpsons would be on at like eight p.m. They mad. they did that to you. Yeah. So I, I never watched the Simpsons growing up. Oh my gosh, you're such a cute boy. They thought that was gonna help me from being corrupted, but didn't I, di- help. I didn't get I didn't they didn't let me watch The Simpsons either. Why are you laughing like that? Why are you laughing like that? I just thought it was funny. <clears throat> no, so I, I guess it's like a fifty percent shot. Some people do Shut the front door again. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm sorry, it opened up on its own. Alright. Okay, so, so this is which this was personality cool. which personality test are we talking about today? Uh, we're going to go over the Myers-Briggs personality types. I think this is one of the most popular ones we have. From, my, from what I'm told, I think it's the, one of the more accurate ones, too. I think the other one um, is the DISC analysis. Mm-hmm. But um, this is the one that a lot of people use. I would say like 70% of the time if you're doing a personality test in like, I don't know, some sort of environment, this is probably going to be the one that they're going to do. So have you ever taken any of these like professionally? Like, <laughs> I actually did this one professionally twice, maybe three times, and I got different personalities every time I did it. Uh, I think that scares me more than anything. <laughs> what I realized, what I realized with this is that, <clears throat> is that um, depending on who I'm around while I take it, as well as what perspective I'm taking it. So if I'm taking it in like, like college, or if I was taking it with friends, or if I was taking it at work, mm-hmm. like I become a different person based on how I would react to certain people. Okay. Um, so you haven't found anything that was like common across all, all contexts. That's interesting. Um, maybe the N. What do you mean? The end? The, the N. Oh, you mean like the second? Oh, the N, the N and the J. Okay. I think those are the two that are common. Okay. Okay. Um, N and the J. So it's like judging <coughs> and intuitive. Is that what that is? The N? I don't know what it is. Yeah, because I'm I'm an N too. We're going to do this and we don't even know what the letters stand for? <laughs> well, it's like eight letters. Come on. I can barely retain two things of information. <laughs> I believe it's um, in, intuitive and sensing. No? Something like that. But okay. I well, got well, it. I got it. I got okay, it. Okay. E is for... Extraverion. I don't know what this is. Extroverted. Extraversion. I is for introversion. Mm-hmm. S is for sensing. sensing. People who prefer, prefer sensing tend to focus on the present and concrete information gained from their senses. N is intuition. <coughs> Basically, um, focus on the future with a view towards patterns and possibilities. Mm-hmm. T is for thinking. People who prefer thinking tend to be based on logic ob- and Objective analysis of cause and effect. F is feeling. Um, obvious. J is for judgment. 
um, tend to like a planned and organized uh, approach to life and prefer to have things settled. Um, J types prefer the destination over the journey. P is perception. Um, they're less scheduling with their activities and prefer to keep their options open. They are more probing with their activities. Um, P types prefer the journey over the destination. Okay. So uh, I guess the question, the obvious next question would be then, what was your personality that you took last time? Um, usually I end up one. getting ENTJ. ENTJ. And so uh, we found a cool graphic online where it shows you some characters out of the Bible. That Shout are, out to InterVarsity. Yeah, InterVarsity is the one that published this. Uh, so it, it shows <coughs> people from the Bible that might correspond with your own personal per personality type. Uh, let's see. And you said ENTJ, which would be the Apostle Paul. And he's got like this nice goatee. <laughs> and uh, like... It's actually pretty hipster-looking hair. Um, he's really ahead of his time there, you know? Uh, <laughs> he's called the ambitious entrepreneur, I guess. The ambitious entrepreneur. Tent maker. <laughs> and, you know, like, he he planned things really well. He could start churches wherever he went and stuff like that. That's true. That's true. And um, as for myself, I got INFP, which is kind of funny because, uh, according to this chart, I uh, correspond with Barnabas, who is the... <laughs> Loyal idealist. Loyal idealist. And that's kind of funny because Paul and Barnabas were very cool at first. And then, <coughs> and then they, they hated each ways. other. <laughs> it doesn't say exactly why, but they, they went their own ways. No, no, it was because of uh, Mark. Oh. How they treated Mark, remember? Was it? Yeah, because Mark had left and then he came back and Barnabas wanted to take him under his wing. But Paul was like, no, this dude, he uh, he boned out on us and he's not reliable <laughs> and stuff. <coughs> But eventually, Paul and Mark uh, reconcile too, and then everything's cool again. So, so we're we'll, Paul we'll and Barnabas. Like big, we'll have some some dude like Mark drive us drive us apart for a while. So maybe then. in the near future there will be a third character, third person, and um, what is Mark's um, Myers Briggs? It doesn't say on here. Yeah, Mark doesn't pop up on. Can here. we um, just... can we go through this row by row for the people that already know who they are? Okay. Okay, so I'm going to start from the top row, and then you go second row, third row, fourth row. For sure. All right, so ENFP, E as in, ex e as in Eric, um, NFP is Peter, spontaneous inspirer. ENFJ is affectionate supporter. That's Jonathan from David and Jonathan. Um, ESFP is an entertaining performer, the prodigal son. <laughs> Who wants to? Prodigal son. <laughs> That's so jacked up. Categorized as the prodigal. I am the prodigal wait, son. Wait, wait, but like, how much in the Bible is there that this stuff can actually like, like they don't talk about the prodigal son like personality wise at all. Kind of. He's like a. He's like the flashy guy. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. He, okay, he liked so, the friends and stuff. Right, whatever. Okay, that makes sense. Went broke. <laughs> ESFJ is the caring shepherd, David. Okay, I can't read the descriptions, so can you read the descriptions for yeah, me? Yeah, I'll read the descriptions for you. All right, so we have... Blind man. <laughs> we have an ENTP, uh, who's Queen Esther. Clever visionary. Oh, that's pretty cool. Well, I guess it makes sense. Uh, then once again, we have Paul, who is the ENTJ. Ambitious uh, entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And uh, <coughs> Rebecca, who is the ESTP. Opportunistic rule breaker. <laughs> it's a troublemaker, dude. Trouble, troublemakers, you. It sounds like a Harry Potter. 
But anyway, ESTP would be Harry Potter. <laughs> opportunistic. No, dude, that would be um the twins, Fred and George. Oh, you're right. <laughs> They're okay. rule breakers. Opportunistically. Going back to being Christian How again. How do we know this? Going back to the, yeah, we must be uh, Christian now. Deborah is the ESTJ. Assertive guardian. Hmm. All right, so I'm going to read yours. I, INFP is Barnabas, um, loyal idealist. INFJ is Jeremiah, insightful protector. Interesting, he's crying. Um, ISFP is Adam, poetic gardener. And he has, he loves Apple. I guess he loves Steve, Steve Jobs. Um oh. His great 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 grandchild, um, ISFJ is the pondering nurturer, Mary, mother of Jesus, not Mary Magdalene, the prostitute. What's what's her uh, description? ISFJ is the pondering nurturer. Oh, okay, okay. And um, the last row we have Solomon, who's an INTP, wise thinker. It's probably like a philosopher type thing, right? Yeah. Uh, Noah. Was the INTJ long range planner, and he's got that dove with the olive branch in it. Um, we have Laban Laban. Who's Laban? He's um Isaac. No, oh man, I got these guys confused all the time. So he was he one of the spies for no, G- no, he, J- he was Jacob's father in law. Jacob's father in law, yeah. Oh man. So, you know, he's the dude that Jacob had to work seven years and he ended up marrying. Oh, he's a jacked up fool that <laughs> made Jacob work like 14 years. Wait, but what's the... What's this guy's the, jacked up, man. <laughs> well, he kind of looks like an evil, like crafty guy. Look at his eyebrows. Dude. Shout like, out to all the Labans out there. <laughs> he's, got, he's got one eyebrow cocked and like, he looks like he's crafty. Secretive oh, analyst. The secretive analyst. <laughs> so jacked. The, the shady guy. He's just called, yeah, the shady guy. Jacked up. <laughs> And lastly, we have uh, the Apostle Luke, uh, who is ISTJ. Thorough observer because oh. of the way that he wrote Luke, the book of Luke. And probably Acts as well. Okay, so, I mean, that's a lot of interesting personalities. Uh, a lot of different people. And it's cool because there are 16 types that are listed here. So it's a little more uh, generous than, like, the blood type personality thing. Oh, yeah, much more generous. Yeah, and so... Uh, you do get a long or wider range of of some of these people, but I, I thought it'd be kind of cool to break some of these guys down. How about um, I want to I want to break you down first. Me? Okay. I N F. Break it down. I N F P. So you're introvert. Um, I N intuition. People who prefer intuition tend to focus on the future with a view toward patterns and possibilities. F history is for feeling. Um. Your subjective evaluation of person-centered concerns. And then your P, perception. You prefer the journey over the destination. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I hate planning stuff because I like leaving it open to possibilities. You're a natural introvert? Yep. You hermit? (laughs) That's why I moved to San Diego. Just kidding. To become a hermit crab. To be left alone. The journey to become a her- hermit crab and to be left alone. <laughs> I actually kind of like a hermit crab. Huh? I just found a new shell to hide into. And the feelings are just your feelings. And yeah. intuition is based on your own patterns and possibilities. <laughs> is that what it is? 
No, but I studied history. I like to look at... In the secular chart, you are now Gandhi. (laughs) I'm just playing. What about yourself? Uh... ENTJ is extrovert, intuition, thinking. So thinking is different. Um, I base my decisions on logic and objective analysis of cause and effect. Judgment is the destination over the journey. Mm. But I, I switch around. Yeah. I mean, it does seem like this is more of a general trend as opposed to like a definitive thing. And, and I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning. Like we don't want to be defined by this because I'm not always just wearing my heart on my sleeve and like doing all that stuff too, you know? Hey, bro, but, we're going to be a little bit pagan right now. Uh-huh. Um, so you're INTP. Mm-hmm. INTP, guess who you are in um, Harry Potter? <laughs> INTP in Harry Potter. Is it uh? Don't tell me it's like Neville or something like that. You're Hermione Granger. Oh, thank. You Lord. are the architect, a natural-born thinker, reserved, theoretical, and analytical and logical. Often, come up with uh, systems with which to solve problems. Quick to correct others. Interested more in ideas than in social interaction. Have a s- <laughs> strong ability to stay on task. ENTJ is actually um, James Potter, but um. That's Harry Potter's dad. Yeah. But what's interesting is, um, I, actually, this is this is what I got um, when I retook this test in my work setting. The most recent time that I've I've done this, mm-hmm. I'm actually um, guess who I am. In in terms of in uh, a uh, Harry term Potter of work setting in Harry Potter world, Are you like Voldemort or something? <laughs> I'm Severus Snape. <laughs> ISTJ. ISTJ. Defined by their honor and duty, take any task seriously and give it more than their best. Somewhat reserved and prefer to work alone, but can make great team members if the need arises. Deeply valued traditions and loyalty and often put duty before pleasure. I guess that's that makes sense with work. I just Wait, shut shut everyone off at work. Okay. Yeah, so there's like a whole shift in uh your Yeah, I'm not there to play around and I'm not there to like break rules. I'm just getting my job done. Mm. Interesting. Well, it's pretty interesting. Now going back to uh, some of the stuff that we started to bring up. The reason we brought up Bible figures is because I thought we could actually look into some um, some of how we could pre- relate this back to us. You know, it's not just we, about, we can't oh, do it with Harry Potter people. <laughs> just playing. <laughs> you can stay pagan. I'm gonna try to go back to Christ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what is this individualistic behavior? This is not just about you. Jesus didn't just die for you on the cross. He didn't go and die for Daniel Peck by himself. Like that's hey, it. Postmodern society where we can kind of just uh, you believe what you want, but I'm going to go back to Christ. That's jacked. What kind of, that's 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 I Christ. <laughs> I Christian. It's Christ. Christ. <laughs> Christ with a cra- capital I. <laughs> so. Oh, a couple of people we want to look into were actually uh, Noah and Esther. Um, and I thought it was kind of cool because, um, like, one of the things, one of the points that I, I want to be able to make at the end of all of this is that no matter who you are, God does use you. And you don't have to fit a certain type of characteristic or personality. Because, you know, actually, tendency is that some personalities seem to be a little more... Uh, more valued in the church today 
I guess. Yeah, those, I can see that. Like, like you know, other... go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think some um more outgoing personalities are more valued many times because um you're in a community setting many times when you're at church. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so like tendency is like it helps if you're extroverted or willing to take the initiative. Um, and wanna... especially the ones that um a lot of activities are in front of people and you have to lead a lot. Yeah. Large groups, let's say, but it's not always the case. I think like, um, especially in like our club, a lot of one-on-one discipleship happens Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of times when you're just with one other person. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, just being able to share your thoughts because a lot of, I think extroverted people might not, um, meditate as much because they're (laughs) always around people. You know what I'm saying? I'm dumb, dude. Well, I'm I'm a natural E, I guess. Okay. I'm an extrovert that goes introverted. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. There's that, and then there's also the fact that, like, if you want to go outward to evangelize, the introverts like it's like the most horrifying thing. But at the end of the day, I really feel like it's it's not an issue of personality type, but about perspective. But anyway, uh, yeah, that might be a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right, but. The people we did want to take a look at actually are Noah and was it Esther? Why did you pick Noah? Well, Noah was kind of like a you know uh, he was an INTJ, and INTJ is just one off from ENTJ, which is what you are. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. So the whole as opposed to someone who's extroverted, he was kind of uh, I just thought it was kind of cool because he was crapped on by like everybody you know um he uh was doing something that was so different from everybody else and the description is that he's a long-range planner (laughs) well i mean like it was like a sunny day when god told him to prepare for the flood and like he's like what the heck dude yeah i think i think it's um someone that really needs to know (laughs) like you're not gonna just like i mean how do you how would you describe that there's got to be a good analogy like someone telling you to build like freaking a spaceship right now and you don't even know how to build a spaceship because Mm -hmm. you've never been to space Mm -hmm. but god gives you the schematics in a dream so you're gonna build it (laughs) and then people come to you and then be like this fool is building a spaceship in his backyard And then you're like, the sky will crack open and space will come and invade Earth and we will have no more atmosphere. I, I think uh, this is this is the kind of person who, uh, as ridiculous as the goal sounds, is someone who can uh, overcome a lot of obstacles, especially minor ones, as long as he's sure on the clear set goal. I agree. You know, so like uh, I mean, people were crapping on him. Like, what are you building an ark for? Like. You gonna put animals in there? Like, what are you gonna do, Farmer Farmer John on on the road or something? Farmer like you know? John. So I'm kind of hungry right now, <laughs> but uh, like these are people who probably have a little more resilience to accomplish the goal at at hand. But like he's doing his own thing, you know. And kind of have to wonder sometimes, like those people in church who are just like kind of kept to themselves, and like you never hear anything from them and all of a sudden boom they drop a bomb and like they have this big project going along or like after they die or something like that you see like this whole thing set up like for all the family that they leave behind and leave like a huge inheritance for everybody like stuff like that and i think it's kind of cool because uh, as for myself 
Uh, I just thought <laughs> Noah was really neat because I'm always the kind of person that like you you roll with the punches as they come, you know. Um, something doesn't work out. All right, fine. We can just go another way with this and that kind of thing too. But these long range planners, they have a lot of a uh, meticulous meticulous detail put into it and like the end product becomes so much more amazing like as opposed to me i'm like happy with anything that i get you know like yeah. super easily pleased and you know i think it's just there's some qualities about it that i i uh i, I kind of uh, admired in it and something that i can't actually uh connect with and so that's why i wrote down uh noah to to take a look at but we also have esther I don't know. What are your thoughts on visionary? What are your thoughts on Esther? I love uh, her stories and stuff like that. That's the one book of the Bible that doesn't mention God or like Jesus or something, right? Right. He talks about help from another place or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. He's referred to, but he's not actually straight out said. Yeah. I think. Um, I think when you're a stranger in a like another land, mm-hmm. like how they how Esther was, and she was made a queen. Um, even though she might have not been like the nationality, the ethnicity of the people around her Mm -hmm. and being in that, I guess, environment and able to being able to make an impact that takes a certain like obvious personality to be able to like push through and actually get her voice heard in that way. It was, it was like, it's the one day of the year she gets to see the King or something like that. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, they'll have like eight hundred women in the brothel, and he only he'll have like one, and then just like toss them into the brothel and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's like her one day, and she prepped for it for like I, I forgot how how long she does it for like, like a month or, or two yeah, year. a year for the all year. It starts all year, let's say, mm-hmm. and then she gets that one ch- one chance. And like, what was it? There's there's a conspiracy. I, outside of it too with i forgot his name it was with Haman. mordecai and Haman. Haman. Mm-hmm. and friggin like that stuff was happening so i the way that god used esther is very i don't i don't want to call it luck but there was a lot going on she's um called the clever visionary and like it's clear her vision was to i can hear you her. eating <laughs> Sorry, it popped in a. You're you're a clever eater. The whole farmer John thing got me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what happened? Oh man. Okay, so um, <laughs> are you breathing that food in? <laughs> you are breathing the food in. No, I was trying to swallow the thing really fast. <laughs> like my That's right why now. you were breathing it in. <laughs> okay, so she's described as the uh, the clever visionary, right? Mm-hmm. Her vision was to save Israel, which was very clear. But the way she goes about it, it's actually so genius. So, <clears throat> here's what it is. Uh, one day she wants to sit down and treat her king to a dinner. And she thought, you know, I'm going to get him drunk, put him in a good mood, feed him some good food. And I'll do what I need to as, as his wife to uh, to try to please him. And so he's eating, he's in a good mood and stuff like that. He even invite, uh, She even has him invite Haman, who was a chief conspirator against the Israelites. Right. And she's like, okay, so that's day one. I'm going to do this for two more days. And hopefully at this point, he's going to be pleased with me. And, you know, she's still scared approaching him. But not only is she doing this on her side of it, she incorporates all the nation of Israel to fast and pray for her. Because this is the fate of, like, everybody in her own, all of her people and... 
she's not just looking at this like meticulously from a from a human's perspective but he's also she's also um <clears throat> acknowledging the spiritual reality behind all of this that satan is about to try to wipe out the whole nation of god's people and so really smart knew every angle to take on this and she knew exactly what it was but she was rooted back into the promise of god knowing full well what god would intend for his people if they'll just humble themselves and pray before before him hmm. i thought like if you want to ever take a clinic on leadership her and nehemiah these are two great books you can look into just to, to kind of look at both the spiritual reality of our problem and the physical reality of our problem hmm. and how to go ahead and lead in that situation there's two of my favorite people noah and uh, esther it's just so out there doing their own thing but they knew uh who their god was and they lived according to it they used their best strengths you know to really honor and edify his kingdom Hmm. <clears throat> interesting okay so now that we're talking about people from the bible let's get a little more interesting and see how this could actually relate to us today wait, wait, wait. Mm -hmm. i got i got one thing so sure. i was reading qt the other day and it was um elijah mm -hmm. and do you know that part where um the king or queen sends over like a guy a captain and 50 men and then it's like come to uh with us man of christ because the king wants you to to, wants to see you and then it's like if i if surely if the god lives blah, blah blah if i'm a man of god he will send fire from heaven down and kill all of you and then surely enough boom 50 men and yeah the guy dies and then he sends another batch of people and then they die and then the next batch is like oh please don't kill us <laughs> with fire from the sky but i was thinking so i was just reading this i had to share because it's still on my mind mm -hmm. but um what personality is elijah because I feel like Elijah saw the craziest things happen. Mm. I would say he's an I because he was like, does, doesn't like people. He's by himself. <laughs> okay, yeah. And, and, then, and then he's kind of complaining about how everyone's been taken away. But, like, he goes to himself when he needs to kind of, like, right. burn out and stuff. Right. Okay. So probably an um, I. Probably an N. Instead of an S, he doesn't sense. He goes in intuition. He does patterns and possibilities, mm -hmm. because he sees. He gets scared. Remember with that queen right, or the king right. with uh Jezebel? No, not Jezebel. Maybe it was Jezebel. No, no, uh, is it? It was someone. Yeah, it was someone. So I feel like it's like, oh, she can kill me, and it's not about sensing. I feel like it's more about like she's killed people, mm -hmm. and she's gonna kill me now. Mm -hmm. So I think N, and then. I N maybe T or F thinking or feeling. What do you think? Maybe F or maybe T objectively thinking about God's like plan for him. It's hard to say. Um, We're going to end up doing INTP and that's you, isn't it? No, I'm INFP. Oh, INFP. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> maybe. And then he's a P at the end of it. Judge judgment or perception? Would he care about the journey more or the destination? I don't know. That was one character that I was thinking of that I would love to see what kind of personality he is, mm -hmm. as well as like when I get to heaven, I'm gonna ask him some questions like, "Bro, you killed a lot of people, <laughs> <laughs> and you killed them in the weird, the weirdest ways." There's like those uh, like, prophets of Baal and Asherah. Yeah, and like, was it Elisha or Elijah that killed the kids that were making fun of him? Oh, with that's, bears? that's Elisha. So, 
Alicia, yeah. that's his. That's his. So I'm gonna ask both of them. Like, you two are the weirdest people in the Bible. <laughs> he got mauled with a bunch of bear with the bears and stuff like that. Yeah, man, he got pissed and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, so that's that that guy's a character." Sure. But yeah, what happened? Uh, we're trying to relate this back to today, though. <laughs> oh, okay, so you good with that? You got your. Uh... <laughs> I got I got my thing that I was dying to share. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but. No, for sure. Uh, there's like tons of uh, people in the Bible. I, I wish I knew what their uh, personalities were. I actually heard one time that I was more like Titus, but Titus is just like one book in the Bible. I'm like, how'd you know? Dude, Titus is. I've read Titus a couple times, and I really some of the things that he like his perspective mm. and realizations is just like dang. By the way, wasn't that your punishment to your youth kids and stuff if they were late? You would make them write the book of Titus or something? Yeah, for a while. Um, <laughs> They would have to write books of the Bible, so we would have to write Jude and Titus. Jude was the the norm because it's like you can fit it on like one page sure. front and back if you write really small. Mm. If you did something bad, Titus. One time, um, <laughs> these uh, these elementary kids are coming up to junior high, and in order for them to join discipleship, they had to write a hundred chapters of Psalms. Hundred chapters of Psalms. In order to join discipleship, to do more discipleship work, they had to handwrite that stuff. Yeah, I I didn't make up make this up. This was our pastor at the time. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Dang. Pastor's awesome. I I, I was a yeah, I had a, I was a good kid, so I only had to write Jude once cuz the whole he he was he was rebuking the whole group and I fell within the whole group, but if it was up to me, I would have never written anything. But there's no I in Christ, right? Just kidding. <laughs> oh, Christ. there's a big I in your Christ. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually a Daniel Peck in your Christ. Who's that? It sounds like a jerk. Yeah, it sounds like a big jerk <laughs> with a Raider fan and beard beard grower. <laughs> uh, so, how does the personalities carry over to the church today? <laughs> it seems like most of these figures are crucial in the process of God's work. Prodigal Son is actually from a parable, but his story illustrates the immense prosperity of God's love. That sounds like some good writing you're reading there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so no. Yeah. In all, in all seriousness, uh, there isn't a personality type that God doesn't use. I think it's an important point to make. So I agree. Like no matter how introverted you are or how critical you might be about different things here and there, there's always a strength in that, you know. And more often than not, I I just just sad to see uh, that some kind of there's certain kinds of people that seem to be more. Um, Kind of like the whole body thing. Um, Christ is a body. We all look like the eyes. Oh, if, or if you want to be the hands or something. Right, right. And nobody really appreciates the nose because everyone always wants to get that thing cut or like reshaped and stuff like that. Or <laughs> Nobody wants to be the ears, you know, except, yeah. You know, so like <laughs> there's no more valuable. Uh, the tailbone. Yeah. The tailbone. <laughs> hey, it's it's there, but when it hurts, dude, the whole body knows it. Yeah, for sure. You ever see people send those uh, cushioned donuts because they've uh, hurt their tailbone? My mom actually fell on her tailbone and she couldn't sit properly for like two, three months. Yeah, so like people who go to take that to the doctor, they'll give them like a cushioned donut so that their ta- oh, hey. their tailbone can sit right in that hole. It's like a toilet cushion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so jacked oh, up. One man. of us is going to hurt our tailbone pretty soon because of this. Oh, please forgive us, Lord, for we have sinned. Mercy. That karma, though, huh? That karma, you pagan. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> 
<laughs> Who's the pagan now, Karma? <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long day today, huh? Yeah, it's been a long day. Okay, so there, there's a lot of that. And, um, you know, uh, because of this, there's so many other things that uh, we can kind of... Uh, there's so many other different kinds of people that we can go into it. So, actually, I thought a cool take on this was this. Um, we can always go our own way um, and kind of doing um god's work and so like you and me chandler we're trying to do this podcast as a as a different angle of doing god's work and he's using our personalities to kind of cater to this too right but uh recently there was a movie that came out uh i think it was in like earlier like when i think it was last year no dude it's like earlier this year oh really yeah, yeah. uh it's i haven't seen this movie yet the the dropbox movie not not the Dropbox you use for cloud storage. Mm-hmm. But this is like a, it's a, you know, that's what I was thinking. I was like, is this a movie about the Dropbox company? Kind of like with a Facebook movie. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know anything like useful <laughs> or it must be weird. Like, I don't my company actually uses it for like storage for like our bigger videos that we share. Dropbox. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But anyway, this is a different Dropbox. Um, it's actually uh, based on an idea that started in Europe first, from my understanding. Uh, but uh, basically, there's this pastor in South Korea, a uh, pastor by the name of Lee Jung Rak. Is that how you say it? Anyways, Lee Jung Rak. Okay, with a R A K, not a R A C K. But uh, his his son is uh, is uh, actually a severely handicapped. Uh, he was born handicapped and. Like, his limbs don't function properly. He can't move around. He's, like, basically uh, bedridden all day and stuff like that, right? And even someone who was so far gone in, like, his, uh, what's the word? I'm trying to, like, be careful with the what I say here. But in his formation, in his body body formation, um, even a dude like him, actually, the ending point of this movie, uh, which is about adopting babies uh moms who can't handle their kids and stuff like that not handle but like who aren't able to raise their children uh they'll drop off these newborn babies into this like kind of like a incubator type of thing that this pastor set up in front of his church sorry i'm kind of all over the place here but uh basically that's what the baby box is and that's what the drop box is in reference to but the closing point of this movie is that the pastor was saying he would never have been inspired to make this kind of a a baby box or parents who are about to abandon their children anyway uh he would never have been inspired to make this box had it not for been for his own son who um for him at least for this pastor he said it, it awakened a real understanding for a need for someone to take care of these kind of kids um statistically in other parts of the other parts of the world uh Mothers who who give birth to kids like this because they're not able to handle it because uh, the government doesn't have enough social help to help out uh, mothers within these families and stuff like that, they'll end up actually just leaving these babies <coughs> out in like by dumpsters or whatnot and just leave them to die. But he said at least just to be able to save these kids, I realized that there was so much love that he was able to learn in raising his own son that mm. he wanted to get that message across and at least save these children. Um, the question was. Is there any use? Does God have any use for children like these who are just unable to take care of themselves, who are going to grow up their entire lives dependent on others and stuff like that? And he realized that, the pastor realized that even his own son could inspire something like this. 
and this whole movie was was uh, made and filmed based on what uh, the pastor's son had inspired and so in that sense there's no person or personality that God can't use for his glory and I thought that was such a powerful point so without the pastor's son this movie doesn't exist the the Dropbox it doesn't exist yeah the movie this doesn't whole, exist yeah this whole thing his idea his passion yeah so you never know what an individual <coughs> might in- inspire. <coughs> a couple of years ago, a uh, ministry by the name of Focus on the Family, um, they put out a commercial on the Super Bowl. It was a Super Bowl ad, 30 seconds, and it featured Tim Tebow and his mom. And the story was, uh, basically the commercial was about his his mom, um, who all, all doctors recommended abort his son because it's going to cause some kind of harm to her. She's not going to be able to survive the the delivery of the child and she refused to because of her own personal conviction and it turns out to be once a former superstar quarterback tim tebow and stuff he's back know? he's back in the nfl he is uh we'll see how he how he does but he i feel like he, he's got one shot at this one more shot pretty much but like basically what it is is there's no life that isn't valuable and that's the important point uh i think we want to get across here today so we do have a couple of uh Passages of scripture. Uh, Chandler, can you go ahead and read those two for us? Scripture. Psalm 139, verse 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full and well. Read the next one. Yeah, can you read that one too? First Corinthians, First Corinthians 12, verse 12. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. Yeah, I mean, there's no... No person alive that's not valuable when it comes to that. And so, Daniel Peck, you're valuable. Thank you. You are too. Thank you. I feel so valuable. <laughs> but those of you guys out there who might be going through a rough patch right now, um, anyone who might not find the value of their, their skill set. Or if they don't like their like personality or they don't like themselves. Yeah. I mean, God already loves you. And I think that's an important message to be uh, understood on our part. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, I feel so loved and valued. I feel like we need to play that. Uh, there's a good Charlotte song or something like that. What <laughs> you pagan? <laughs> the song's like, hold on, if you feel like letting go, <laughs> we're gonna get a copyright strike because of that. Oh, dude, there's no way anyone can recognize what I was just trying to say. <laughs> I can't believe you're mentioning good Charlotte of all the things to mention. For, for like suicide prevention or whatever you're trying to do. <laughs> anyway, hang in oh, there, everybody. <laughs> All right. If you want to follow us on Twitter, follow us at Boom Chandler. Or Super um, Dan Zero. Super Dan Zero. Is that a zero with the zero or a zero with the zero? The number zero. And uh, rate and review our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We are also on YouTube. So um, at this point, um, at least till episode 12 is up. 13 should be up as well. Um, if you want to support us there, go ahead and subscribe. Tell your friends about us and keep the fire burning. Did you just bangu? Oh, no. That's supposed to be like rocket just, blasting off. You just bangu. Room 9. Room 9. Room 9 Productions. <laughs> All right. That's it, folks. Bye-bye. See you guys in the next one.